And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, man, this now now I will say the weather has been interesting because the uh, it's we get the 70s, we get close to the 80s, and then we get like the 60s, 61, 62. But all that to say, spring is here. Trees are blooming. I may or may not have a tree in my front yard that bloomed, and then it looks like everything has died on it. But I think it'll come back. I would like to announce that I received my first sunburn of the season. Come on. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, that's not something that should be yeah. proud of, especially, you know, as I'm aging and my skin. I'm not saying I am proud Vitamin of Vitamin D is good, though. I'm not proud of that. I'm yeah. not proud of the burn. But I yeah. am like, oh, like, I was out in the sun yep. all day at the ballpark, and I got done, and I was like, Oh, yeah. like I, I didn't really think wisely yeah. about this, and my neck feels very red and very crispy. Yep. And again, I don't love that. That's not ideal. But the point is warmer, spring, sunny days. Yeah. Hallelujah. Here's the thing. This past weekend was perfect weather for baseball Yes. or to do anything outside. Yes. The weekend before, if you were doing that, you would have had to wear overalls and toboggans and gloves and blankets. We're very hopeful. In fact, I was talking to our boys uh, on the way to school today, and I said, I'm very hopeful. There's no more, like, significant cold snap coming through. I, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're right to April. Usually March is when those things kind of happen. Yes. Typically, once we get to April, unless you're in Colorado— you know, you're pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And so, hey, here we are right around the corner from Easter. Yeah, man. So for Easter, obviously, you know, next week we'll give plenty of attention to, sure. to uh, you know, kind of uh, Easter week. But but is there, does there feel like to you guys like this um, Easter feels like to me like the true beginning of, of like we're actually beginning even to look at towards the summer. Yes. Which yeah. is crazy. I mean, you get the spring. I mean, you, I mean, you get Easter behind you, and you're like, oh yeah. Like, I mean, we're we're now thinking about summer vacation for that's sure. Really exciting. Yeah, I think I think even growing up, Easter was kind of that moment of, okay, we're about to have testing at school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which is a cakewalk. <laughs> uh, and then testing in the morning, and then movies in the afternoon. Yeah, then make sure you have a. Well balanced breakfast yeah. of sugary Fruit Loops and orange juice, and come ready and, and like and, ah. a, and a handful of number two sharpened pencils. <laughs> yeah. The number two pencil had to be a number two. Oh yeah, absolutely. had to be because those machines they know. And if you don't fill in the full circle, oh boy, oh, it will mess oh, you boy. up. Oh boy, those man. machines are like, hey, 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 number one, that's a number one, <laughs> and we are not having it. And you filled in eighty percent of the circle. It's really with changed. the number one pencil. You're out of here. <laughs> yeah, you have. But you haven't failed. Your teacher has, because that's what we're grading them on. Yeah, what a weird. We're not grading you. This doesn't mean anything. What a weird. You're weird still going to get a diploma. This means literally zero for you, but your teacher. Yeah, they are, says everything. They are nervous wreck about yeah. you. About you. Because you know you have those students that are like, oh, this is my moment to get get them. And I'm going to what I saw an interview with uh, Kevin Hart where he was he talked about when he took the SAT and he was like, I, you know, I went in like and I just went down uh, BDAA, you know, and, and he yeah. said I did a pattern, got it all done. And he said, I thought my buddies were doing that. He said, we got our test results back. Apparently they weren't doing that. <laughs> and he said, it dawned on me. Oh, they're taking these things serious. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it worked out yeah, okay. So for anyway, him, so yeah, testing happens yeah. after Easter. Yeah, yeah. You begin to start. The, I remember you start having things like field day. Oh yeah. And you have, yeah. you know. I mean, it's I really mean, when everybody throws in the towel. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Which is always because you know my mom was a public school teacher yeah, let's for be many honest. years. And, and, you know, the closer you got to the, the summer, the harder it was. Yeah, it was like, hey, what are we doing hearts. today? I think we're going to watch a educational documentary on Aladdin. Are you familiar, <laughs> are you familiar with a little place called Kansas that we'd like to introduce to you through a little movie called The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it, it was always, I always <laughs> did feel, and we, uh, Carrie and I have a, a number of school teacher friends. And huge shout out to all of our school teachers that are listening. Man, we are so grateful for what you do. Obviously, shout out to those that are, you know, uh, educating their children at home as well. But man, just when you are, uh, when you are in that classroom yeah. with kids that are seeing the end in sight. Oh I my mean, gosh. They are beginning gets, to see, yes. you know, like, hey, especially for those that like have, you know, their eighth graders or yeah, their yeah. seniors oh, yeah. and they're oh, like, seniors, all right, let's, let's yeah. move on here. And that is not an easy thing. Well, when you're sitting in class in the wintertime looking out the window, you're like, yeah, I'm okay being in here. But when it's nice and you look out that window, you're like, I I really don't want to be yes. in this classroom. And yet those educators, they still need to get those yeah. kids educated, and we're appreciative. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We were, we were at Marshall's this weekend, and uh, there was a lunch, a really nice lunch box thing. And Summer was like, ooh, I want this, Daddy. It's my favorite color. And I was like, so you can take your lunch – to, to home, where? like where you live, <laughs> and do school. She's like, well, sometimes I need to. I was like, no. Like, what are you going to take it from the to kitchen what? to yeah. the table? <laughs> yeah, I don't know sometimes she needs to. What is she going to go and eat lunch outside? You're like, just, just. I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate you wanting it, but we're like, we homeschool. Yeah, where are you taking it? So how does it feel to be a terrible father? I know yeah. that you wouldn't yeah. get your daughter. Oh, and I said it loud enough box. that everybody could hear. <laughs> Shut your mouth. You don't need a lunch. This box. is why we uneducate you. I mean, educate you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, bless her heart. You tell her to call. You tell her to call Uncle Jason, and I'll gladly, okay. I'll gladly. First buy her off, a lunch we box. did some spring spring cleaning this weekend okay. of all the closets and drawers, and my kids aren't lacking for no. literally anything. Okay, Lord so have mercy. The amount of clothes. Cleaning is yeah. that something that uh, that. Truly does happen every spring for you guys? Uh, I would say when I say cleaning, it's more so like we need to, we need to go through the dressers of our kids because yes. they grow so fast yes. at this point. And so uh, what, and, and I don't know if this is the same way at your house, but there are moments as parents where you're like, I feel like my kids are rotating three outfits and they have and 30 they, and they act as if, and then they'll say things like, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> And I'm going, that's impossible. Right. But, uh, but I'll, let's, let's see how this works. Do and so you then, mean your three outfits that you wear are dirty? Yeah. Because you have yeah. 27 others that are up in your closet. Yeah. And so, right. so when we, what we did this weekend was literally just empty drawers. Nice. And then it was a chance to show our kids, actually, you don't only, you not only have enough to wear, you could, you could dress the entire street <laughs> if we wanted to. Right. And so, uh, so there was a moment of, uh, of frustration. Uh-huh. There were a lot of moments, uh, emotional roller coaster yes. this weekend yes. of, of going through that. Um, and, and, but we made it. It's made always it. frustrating too when you realize you just bought something like within a few weeks yes. ago that then you realize there was already, uh, you know, some iteration of that yes. in the closet or in the drawers and, and, 
And so we, we, of course, you know, three boys, yep. we just can, can, I mean, we, we're always hesitant to, to, to let go of something too quickly, uh, sure. you know, because we're thinking one of the boys is going to yeah. hold it. Now, our, our boys all have very different body types. And sure. so that, that doesn't exactly play, you know, all the way down the line. But, um, yeah, inevitably, you know, I'm like, oh, we just bought a pair of cleats. And then I'm like, yep. oh, yeah, we, we had those cleats. And, yep. uh, in, in fact, our youngest son, we do have to find the balance though, because I don't want my youngest son to always oh, be getting yeah. the leftovers. Yes. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, oh, I love these cliques, but now they don't have any spikes. <laughs> yeah, so, like, what do you want me to do with yeah, them? How do you? I'm yeah. just wearing yeah. kind of a somewhat uncomfortable, uncleated cleats. Yeah. Why do you? you want, know? Yeah. 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 And so, why anyways, don't you love me, Dad? <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, hey, listen, I would have gotten you a lunchbox. Yeah, that's that's right. what I said. Just that's right. If you want yeah. to feel how unfortunate, yeah, just go, go to listen Andrew's, to the radio show. Go over to Andrew's house. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, we try to do a bit of spring cleaning as well. Um, it, it does feel defeating at times, but also once it's done, man. It is free. Yeah. Well, and it was a great like, moment. Bring on the summer. It wasn't just for the kids. I mean, even we went through our closet nice. and was like, hey, what? You know, do I need this? Why am I holding on to this or, or whatever? Um, and, and so like I, for instance, I, there's some shirts that I took from my, or, uh, my father-in-law that he wore like probably in the seventies or eighties. They're, they're Western style shirts that I love. Right. But they are, you know, their collars are massive. Yes. Because they're the seventies. Right. And, and then there's one that has like this, it looks like cross stitching. I don't know. My mom used to cross stitch. Okay. And in the shoulders, it's got like a little farmer and a little, and I'm like, did he buy it that way? Because it really looks like a mother did that. It doesn't look like you would get it at a store. And, and so I don't, I probably will never wear it because it is not a a nice looking shirt, but it's the fact that I don't know if maybe Aaron's grandmother, like stitched that. You're hesitant to get rid of something. And so, so I don't know. But but then there's definitely things that are still in the closet that I'm like, I don't need this. I haven't worn this in I don't know how long, and what am I holding on to it for? What style have you just decided? Like, if there's kind of a genre, because, you know, we've talked, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're definitely in kind of yeah. a Western style. Yeah. You had a heavy athleisure uh, and I'm, season. I've held, I'm still holding on to those. Okay. So what I'm, was, whenever I open my gym at some point, okay, got it. I need those. So what was yeah. pre-athleisure where that, that is being dismissed yeah, a lot now, of, discarded now? A lot of, uh, like, like your, your checker prints, button ups, uh, that aren't snap button. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and so a lot of those I'm, I've officially taken out of the closet and, okay. and moving away with some of the stuff is they were, they're just too big now, right. and so uh, there's a fit that I'm looking for, and it doesn't fit that way anymore. Uh, some of the stuff, it was interesting, Aaron, as we were doing this, of course, Aaron looked at some of the things I have hung up, and she was like, you literally have a vest. You have two of that exact same color. And, of course, I have to defend myself. Yeah. And was like, well, I ordered it. It, did, it never came. I canceled the order and ordered the ordered it again because I did want it. And for, both of them showed up. And so what do you want me to do? How can, how can I be faulted for this? What do you want me to do? Both of them showed up. So, uh, and then you're like, and I look great in both of them. And yes, and maybe I'll wear both of them at the same time. <laughs> you know? 
you never know. You never you know when don't, you and you never know when you're when you just your the chest area is going to be so cold, so cold that you but, need but you to. need double vest, but your arms are just a little exactly. Hot, so it is a like, weird look. <laughs> it is a it is a very strange. It's like your arms are not going to get cold. Yeah, that it is interesting. It's an interesting thing. Intrigued. I mean, I like wearing them. I even got two more this weekend. I'm intrigued with the person who wears the vest and the short sleeve. That's true. So you're like, I have done that. Yeah, me too. But and it is an like, interesting wow, thing. I mean, you're you're going to be so cold in the chest <laughs> yeah. that you need the vest, but so warm in the, the arms. arms need to breathe. But <laughs> yeah, they need a little bit of room. It is a very strange thing. <laughs> and then, and then if you do that and wear shorts, then you're holding another level. Yeah, holding another level. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's an interesting thing. Carrie, Carrie sometimes will get onto me during the summer because I've been known to do like the shorts, flip flops, or something like that, and then throw a hoodie on. And she's oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have gone to very, very different extremes, you know. But listen, whatever, you know. To each his own. Whatever floats your boat. To each his own. Uh, I, I will say, I, I was at the airport uh, this past. I've been at the airport a lot over the last month or so, and I've just been making a lot of observations. And I, I, I'm just going to say this, especially for fellows. I'm not going to speak to ladies because that ain't my place. But fellows, if you're listening to this, you know, back in the day when when men flew, they wore suits. Yes. I'm not saying you need to wear suits. That was that was because it was a big deal to travel. Well, we it was don't new. need to be wearing our pajamas. Preach. I think you need to do a sermon on this. And so, so as we, we don't need to wear suits. I'm not saying that, but have a little respect for yourself. Yes. I saw more pajama pants on grown men. Well, I'm not even going to say I'm, they're boys. Pajama pants, gym shorts, like and one gym shorts. And you're not, you're not going to the gym today. And clearly you you've haven't gone going, to the gym. You've not been going to the gym in a long time. Yeah. And, uh, have a little respect. You need, never, especially, here's the thing. I don't need to see your toes. Oh my on gosh. The plane. No, I don't. I don't need that if you're a dude. Especially in the bathroom. I mean, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, like there's a lot of things that are going wrong. I, I hold, I need it to appear as if you've showered. Yes. Like you didn't yes. just roll out of the bed. And I'll say this. There was a guy across the aisle from me on my flight back to Knoxville. I don't know if he showered in the last month. The aromas in that airplane. It made me, for the first time, go, I don't know, maybe we should wear masks. <laughs> you know? Maybe maybe in that moment. Maybe it shouldn't be to keep sickness away. It should be, I don't want to smell that. Wow. I don't know. You've made a bold proclamation. <laughs> and we will make more bold proclamations when we come back. As we continue the conversation today, we, uh, I was just in Florida, Jason. I was, <clears throat> I was speaking at an event in Jacksonville. You Ron DeSantis. Well, here's the thing. I was at the event and, and I was told that uh, about the folks that would be in attendance. And so I thought, here's my chance. Here's my moment. Right. And so I stood, stood up there in front of these folks and I said, um, just grateful to be here, grateful to be in the great state of Florida. Where President DeSantis, I mean, Governor DeSantis, and uh, I was like, I, I, I need y'all. I said, this may be the first time a Vol fan has ever rooted for Florida. 
but I need y'all to do this for me. I need this man. And uh, they thought it was it was funny. They, they but, enjoyed uh, that. It was good. I, I'll say one more thing before what we... About this? Well, did you see also where, where Trump made a jab at DeSantis? He makes a lot of jabs. He does make He's a been lot making of a lot of jabs at DeSantis. He, and, and there was very mixed reviews in the crowd. In even. Iowa, yeah. That's, yeah, like very Here's the, here's the thing. If you, are, if you are following politics... It like went silent. If you are following politics... Iowa is a different, it's a different ball game. The folks in Iowa, they're not just surface level uh, folks. They are, they understand the issues. They follow right. the issues. They, Iowa's always the first big caucus that, that really kind of gets the primary going. And it's a big deal. Those folks are not low information voters. They know what's going on. So that's why when, when, Former President Trump attacks DeSantis for, you know, when he tries to say things like he closed up the state or, or whatever, or Florida's miserable. The people in Iowa go, yeah, that's not true. It's just not true. Right. And, and, and we understand what you're doing, but, but those things aren't true. And so, uh, so it's interesting what we're dealing with right now because you have DeSantis again, for the most part, not taking the bait. Right. Uh, and then and then Trump kind of went after him over the weekend, too, because he had an interview with Pierce Morgan. Trump has been buddy, buddy, with like literally interviewed with him last year. Right. Like and so it's those type things that you're like, ah, that's, your material's got to get better. So DeSantis is has lost weight as well. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yep. Or have you seen anything about this? So he's continuing to like. And I didn't ever really I think because he carries his weight, like mm -hmm. even when you, and you see so many just like face. When they're shots. always just in suits, yeah. So and, and so it's like hard to tell. Yeah. But then I actually did see some things. Like, he's a pretty big, had been a pretty, pretty yeah. big guy, but it's like really like thinning down and like getting in shape. And he's talking about that. And so um, he's he's taking away some of the low hanging fruit that Trump yep. has. Uh, and let's face it, Trump is no one to be uh, talking about yeah. anyone's physical fitness. No. And so. No. Um, it's wild, man. It's a it's a wild. It's gonna be uh, yeah, it's uh, wild. It's gonna be a crazy next couple of years. Well, not only that, I mean, you have uh, you know, with the looming indictment, is it coming? Is it not coming from the New York AG? Your prediction? Here's what I think. I think, and it's interesting. The AG there in in New York, uh, last name Bragg. I mean, it is. <laughs> we are living in uh, a time where. Nothing is hidden. No. So when we when we call certain movements pride, right? When a DA that is that is targeting folks specifically, I think because of politics, his last name's Bragg. I mean, we are we are. It's you couldn't write this stuff. But but what I think is happening, the federal government looked into at all the issues with with Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels, and now I'm not we're not getting into all that, but. Right. Uh, but the federal folks were like, there's nothing there. There's nothing we can do. And so they let it go. And then, of course, in New York, we have a, 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 a guy that's going, oh, no, this is, this is our time. This is our moment. Um, and This and is <clears throat> his moment. His moment. And listen, in no fashion am I applauding any of the no. behaviors that are being in no. question. In no fashion. But they are not federal offenses. It sure doesn't seem to be. Well, they're, they're, and I don't even think they're... Uh, they're not even state offenses. Right. They're, they're not right. They're, they're, no. It shouldn't have happened. That's right. But there's no. Uh, there, there's a reason why we have a law. Right. I mean, we we need to stick to that. 
And so, you know, last week it was, it was, it's happening. Tomorrow he's going to be perp walked. They're going to put handcuffs on him. That was the story. Politico ran an article. Uh, Trump himself on Truth Social wrote out, like, they're going to arrest me tomorrow. They're coming. Yeah. Now, now I think that was calculated. Absolutely. Uh, first off, it's a moment, and this is, this is how cynical everything has gotten. They think we can raise money off this, and they, you know, they raised $1.5 million after the announcement. Right. And which, even looking from a political standpoint, probably could have raised more. Like, yeah, that if, if that's seem, not a lot. Yeah, that doesn't seem like and that much. And so, uh, so he said that they're going to arrest me tomorrow. And then, then New York came out and said, you know, they're saying stuff that isn't happening. Some Congress members wrote a letter and said, we need to know more about what's happening. And they're like, we, no indictment is, is, we're still doing a grand jury. Uh, they're, they're meeting some more this week. I think if an indictment comes, they're not going to perp walk him. He'll be with his attorney. He'll turn himself in. There will be no handcuffs. Now, Trump would love that. Of course. Because that's an opportunity to say, see, it's a witch hunt. They're coming after me. Politically, op- from the optic standpoint, uh, the campaign wants that. And that's, again, that tells you how s- silly all of this is. Wildness where you're all. like, yes, please, put handcuffs on me. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, I mean, they've already like searched his home in Florida. Like the FBI did that. Right. I don't think they're going to kick his door down or anything like that. Um, but an indictment may very well come. Now, I, I saw over the weekend that James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, which is, he's no longer with Project Veritas. That's a whole nother thing. But he says that he may have, or, or I saw a report that he may have an insider on the grand jury. Oh. And so if that's the case, it will be interesting to what all is being said behind closed doors. Um, but it's just the train wreck, man. Well, and, and the thing that's the wildest thing about it is, as you described earlier, like it really does feel lo- like it, it feels like almost cartoon fodder. Like it's like it's like what is what is real and what is not real? I mean, and I don't mean like in terms of. You know, us using discernment and things of that sort. I'm just talking about, like, like for example. Uh, so, so tell our listeners about the Babylon Bee. Like, tell because yeah. I know you follow a little sure, bit. Yeah. What exactly is the Babylon Bee? I do want to correct. I said A G. It's a D A. Yes, Bragg. D A. Bragg in, right. in New York. But um, yeah, so Babylon Bee is political satire, <laughs> but but from a conservative standpoint. Right. So you've had the Onion, and you've had these other things that are satire but they usually attack conservatives babylon b is like we're gonna we're gonna poke fun at the left right. it's, it's ran by and christians now they really kind of they, I would they do a good they, job of yeah, going they, after yeah, they, yeah yeah but the funny thing is so they they uh you know revealed this week that a hundred they have an excel like a yeah. growing excel sheet yeah yeah and it's a hundred yeah basically a hundred plus satire articles yeah. that they wrote that that for all practical purposes, came to fruition. It is like they came through. It is shocking because, <laughs> because those guys it's so predictable. But those mm-hmm. guys sit around and go, "What's the most out- outlandish thing we can say, and package it in a way that it seems true?" And they're like really thinking crazy stuff. And then it happens. And then it happens. And so now they have actually have a what is it called? Not the bee. Yeah, not bee. Not and, the bee. And it's great too. And, and not the bee is actually real. real yeah. It is real news yeah. that seems that, crazy. that just seems incomprehensibly possible. Yeah. Like like there's no way on earth this is true. But yet so basically they're aggregating like, no, this really is this is not satire. This is actually happening. 
but it feels like it should be satire. Well, and I think, you know, I think part of our, uh, our goal each week, and some weeks are better than others, is to point this to spiritual issues yes. or, or to, to look at it so from a, from a biblical lens. probably do that now. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing, I think we're at a point where we're seeing across the board, whether it comes to uh, climate activists or uh, gender activists or, or even, you know, the cult-like worship of politicians, folks that, that say there is no religion in that, it's a religion. I mean, yeah. I saw an interview with John Kerry over the weekend where they were asking him, so how come all these people fly private planes to these climate uh, meetings? And he says, well, here's the thing. Many of these people are doing more than anyone for the climate issue, and they buy offsets. So they're literally like 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 making sacrifices. It's a penance. It's a penance. Yeah. I mean, it's a religion. And and they're justifying the things that they're doing because, well, we're making a penance, penance for, for what's happening. And it's like... Don't you see that this is a religion now? Yeah. And and then, frankly, for some of us on our side, we do have this weird worship. Now, they wouldn't say it, but it is a p- certain politicians that we are like, they're the salvation. Yeah. They're going to save our... You know, it's kind of like when folks would walk around with Jesus and go, so when is the army going to be rose? Like, when are you going to, like, take over the yeah. government? And Jesus was like, look, our kingdom's way. not here. Yeah. Like, this isn't, that's not the plan. And I think we still have this, um, this in us of we want that to happen. Right. And, and we, need to, we need to think through that. And yeah. let's do that when we come back. <laughs> Boy, that song will. That's 80s, right? The 80s was a, you had the 70s like classic rock and and southern rock, and then the 80s like brought in this Miami Vice vibe of, I need to put on a linen jacket, roll my sleeves up, and sing this this type of music, right? I mean, now granted, I was born in the 80s. And so I just watched my dad do those things. But but uh, I, I think that's the uh, – it was interesting. Over the weekend as we were having the kind of the spring clean out, uh, we were – my daughter was looking through some shorts, and I was like, oh, those I think are – you need to pass those down to your sister. They're a little yeah, short. Right. And, um, and, and then something was said about, well, well, boys don't wear short shorts. And I literally had a pair of short shorts on <laughs> while we were doing it. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, you know, Burt Reynolds, Tom Selleck, they used to wear them. And, and now I'm the age that they were when they wore them. And so I think it's important to clarify what you mean by that. I'm not wearing Daisy Dukes, but I think, did they, you know. Did they then clarify to you that you're not Tom Selleck? <laughs> yeah. Did well, it was interesting they're... because uh, I don't think Grant will ever listen to this. But when I said uh, Burt Reynolds... Uh, so hold on. Who was in the Magnum PI? That was that was that, that was, was Tom I Selleck. get them mixed up so Tom much. Selleck. That was Tom Selleck. So yeah. so in Magnum PI, Tom Selleck, and I said, "Oh yeah, Tom Selleck and Magnum PI." And Grana literally went, mm. <laughs> "It was like it took her back to watching him." And she was like, "Oh yeah, Tom's in yeah. Magnum PI." Mag- she, she, it was like, "Are you okay, Grana? Yeah. You need a towel to wipe your forehead." <laughs> Uh, Tom Selleck, even in Blue Bloods today, man, like that, that guy, dude, like he's, he's a he's he's aged a charming well. dude, yeah, you yeah. know, like man, great great character. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I tip my hat to Tom Selleck. He's uh, he's aged well, and the mustache it just keeps going. Has just been for because here's the thing: if I just decided this week, you know what, I'm gonna rock a mustache. Guess what, folks? Uh, there will never be a moment where it will be rocked on my face. <laughs> there will never be a moment that your wife thinks no. Oh, I like no. that. No, but there. But no one in the 80s seeing, seeing him run around his Magnum P.I. were like, he, you know what he needs to do is shave that mustache. Yeah, and I mean, really, no one. from that time till the current day, he's still just... I think for a little bit he shaved it, and he yeah. was like, yeah, that's not you, man. Yeah. You need to grow. I think he actually was... Didn't he have a, like a short like run? He was like a character on Friends. Yes. I think he was, you know, and I don't think he had the mustache then, and you're like, man, like, let's bring that thing yeah. back. Let's he, bring it back. And And how many times have you... Looked at a dude and been like, you know what you need is a mustache. But with him, you're like him and a Sam Elliott. Okay. Sam Elliott's yeah. another one. Sam Elliott, you're like, you can't shave that, man. you yeah. got to keep that. Man. Uh, that's who you are. So so as we were talking before. Uh, yeah, let's get, let's get off top of the mustache. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get back. But, but I, I do think there is a sense of we look around at our culture. We look around at things that are happening. And many of us, and I'm guilty of this too. Uh, are looking for answers in politicians, in culture leaders, in pastors, um, in 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 leaders just in our community, and and sometimes we neglect to go. Hold on, the answer isn't going to be found there, and, and maybe the maybe for some of us we see the our hope and our our goal for seeing the the ills of society corrected. We we want that to happen on this side of heaven and right. not on on the other. Yeah, it <clears throat> it is a unique balance, isn't it? You know, because there is this piece though that that absolutely. I mean, listen, we live in a fallen world. It's one of the things that I always speak of and and kind of talk about is that let let's not put heavenly expectations yep. on unheavenly places. You know, in, in terms of let, let's not expect non-believers to function like believers. Let, let let's. Let's just be mindful that this is kind of the world we live in. And yet there still is this opportunity and, and even responsibility to stand for things that matter. And so trying to find that. And, and I will say it's interesting. You, you, you know, you think, well, we don't want to just concede. Um, well, let's have reasonable expectations. But have you noticed that it does feel, and I'm not even saying necessarily people are standing for, for um, you know, things of faith. But there does seem to be a growing, uh, at least remnant of, of voices, uh, you know, or, or maybe a kind of a budding movement of voices that are just saying, no, we're, we're not going to do that. Like, like, I don't know if you've seen, there's been uh, a handful of athletes yep. recently that are saying, listen, like we love people, we respect people, we want all people to feel welcomed at at the ballpark, the ballpark is a place where all people should be able to enjoy, but I'm not wearing this pride jersey yep. on this certain night, and and I respect you, and I hope you would respect me, and it seems to be being received, you know, uh, you, you see J.K. Rowling, which again, you know, sure, gets, yeah. I mean, she has been, uh, you know, obviously as successful as any author you yeah. will ever find in terms of selling books connected to all the Harry Potter series and all that other stuff, and it's just basically coming out. And I don't know anything about J.K. Rowling's faith or anything of yeah, that well, sort. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's about gender. Like, men are men and women are women. 
And, 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 you know, although she's got a ton of pushback, there's also now people that are like, Hey, she, she's thinking in, in a way that I, I agree with, or in a way that, that has not necessarily been accepted over the last few years. And, and maybe there seems to be some traction growing there. Yeah. It's interesting because here's the thing. JK Rowling would, would not line up with us on most things. Right. I mean, her, her belief system, her value system is very different than mine and yours. All she is being attacked for is, is simply saying something that has been true since the beginning of time. Men are men, women are women. That's all. That's all she's saying. She has come out and said, uh, when it comes to sports, men should compete with men. Women should be competing with and, men. And really with women. the reason she's doing that is to support women. Yeah, that's it. You know, to say, listen, like we fought for decades, you know, really, I mean, generations yeah. for like women's rights. Let's not diminish women's rights yep. in an effort to to try to, to you but, know to, to but be open minded. Here's where the rub comes in is because the the value system and the worldview that 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 she and others have, this is where it ultimately goes. Whereas you can't go far enough right. to be an ally, quote quote unquote, or or to be a supporter. You can never go far enough. Right. And and so so what happens is people try. Uh, I even saw another another person who who is uh, she's the co-host of Young Turks, which is a a far left commentary uh, podcast and, and video. And 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 I mean they, they they don't line up with us on anything, right? And all she she tweeted over the weekend: Don't call me a birthing person. Call me a woman. I have a uterus. I am a woman. I will always be a woman and quit watering down womanhood to push your agenda. And she got slammed and attacked. And look, all she does every day, her and her co-host, is is put forth a left leftist agenda. And she she can't even be considered an ally she anymore. She can't be far enough left. Yeah. And, and so uh, so what what they're even now they're struggling with this. Be, because they they step into a place where where they do agree with using pronouns right. of your choosing, they even agree with the language. She called herself a cisgender, and 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 what was pointed out by some uh, you know conservative folks was like, see, you're you're making a mistake even when you use their language, right? And and so we're but we're at a time now where I think some athletes and others are like, hold on, it's been celebrated when these folks stand up. For what the culture would say is okay, and and we've been hushed, but I think it's time for us to stand up for our our belief system and our value system. And if if you're truly seeking tolerance, which right. no one is truly right. seeking that, but if you're truly seeking that, then wouldn't you also go, oh, that's awesome, be, speak your be truth, you. and be you. and that's and right. we we you celebrate what, that. You speak what's on yeah. your heart. But you, of course, they wouldn't they no. wouldn't say that. But it is interesting to see some people saying, "This is what I'm going to do." Yeah, you know, whether the consequences fall however they fall. And here's like, the reality: the consequences for them are going to be much much harsher. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. You know when when. You know, a lot of people, because we saw this too, even with the kneeling uh, of the national anthem or wearing certain shirts uh, as things got politicized. Uh, those that chose not to do those things were some of them were ran out of the league. Some right. of the, you know, and, and and some of them were were 
didn't get a platform because of that. Others got a platform even though they no longer were in the league. Right. And and so we we have to at some point wrestle with are we going to be true to to who we are. A lot of what I've been speaking over the last month at, at different events is saying the culture often tells us to leave God back at the camp. So what if David, when he fought Goliath, was like, I'll come at you with the rocks and I'm going to leave God at the camp. Well, we'll never know what happened because, of course, David didn't do that. Right. You know, when Jesus was being tempted, what did he say? It is written. He pointed That's to right. the word. That's right. And so oftentimes we'll say things like we got to put the, the armor of God on as if we take it off at some point. Right. Well, it either is who we are or it's not. Right. And and we need to be it is who we are. It's our identity. And so, of course, the enemy would want you to leave the greatest tool in your tool belt back at the house. And, and so I used to do this even with the abortion debate. I used to have people go, well, you can't quote the Bible as authority. So and, and I would go, fine, I'll debate you on the scientific side of it, the medical side of it, the policy side of it. Well, when I've it agreed to do that. I've already lost. Yeah. Because now the culture is going, oh, so, so this Jesus that you say died and rose again, that, that is your faith and belief system, you're that quick to put it on the shelf to debate me. Right. Well, uh, what is, uh, 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 that, you know, and it's like, no, I can't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to divorce myself from our faith to play a sport or, or to, to, talk into culture, speak into culture, have these conversations. We're either, it's our faith and and who we are, or it's not. And I know that's a struggle, but it is nice to see some of these folks finally stand up and go, yeah, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm not going to be rude and hateful to you, but I'm not going to participate in something that I don't agree with. Yeah, we're not going to celebrate things that we don't believe in. All right, we'll be back. Come on and As we finish up today, Jason, I want to tell you something. When I when I got to Florida, so I got to Jacksonville, uh, I go to get my rental car, and the guy, I hand him my ID. My ID still has me with a big old beard. Yes. It's from years ago. Right. And the guy looks at me and says, man, quite the transition. And I was like, yeah. Um, he's like, but not Trans- just the that transition. I hope not transition. Transformation. Let's go. With yeah, either way, yeah, either way. Yeah. And I was thinking when he said that, I was like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Uh, but he said, he said, but not just the beard. Like you look like you slimmed down. Oh, well, that's flattering. Uh, and uh, and I said, yeah, I've been sick. So thanks for bringing it up. No, no I didn't. I didn't say that. I said, yeah, I said about thirty pounds since that picture. And uh, and he was like, okay, give me a second. And so he comes back and he says, hey, uh, I just need you to promise me you're not going to get upset when you see the vehicle that we have for you. And I was like, I'm not going to be upset. I don't care what you give me. And he goes, okay, it's a Prius. And I went, what? It's a what? <laughs> and he said, it's a Toyota Prius. I'm so sorry. I, and I was like, he said, but you promised you wouldn't get upset. I said, yeah, but I didn't know you were going to come back and tell me I'm driving a Prius out of here. <laughs> and he was like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. And, uh, and as I was walking away, I was like, does it even take gas? And he just laughed, you know. And so we had a moment. Obviously, That's I was fine. being sarcastic. Sure, sure. But I get out to the booth, and I, I said, she said, can I help you? And I was like, I'm here to get my car. And she goes, uh, oh, a Prius. And I went, yeah, or literally anything else you want to give me. <laughs> and she said, really? And I said, yeah, anything. And she typed away on her computer and said, how about a Camry? I was like, let's do a Camry. Come yes. on now. But I thought it was interesting that that guy, just looking at what I was wearing, Looking at you. And looking at me and, and looking at my ID. And seeing your previous beard. He knew. 
He I mean, knew this dude's not going to be happy with the Prius. What do you? Isn't that amazing? That is funny. That is funny. What is the most ideal? Like if you because you know now there's um where where what was it that you did uh, when you went to uh, when you went to Dallas you rented through uh, what, uh, uh, Turo Turo yeah yeah so Turo is basically kind of a new approach towards yeah. yep. renting cars so you're basically it's a renting, great it's a great way you're yeah. renting people's personally people's owned vehicles yep. sure uh, but but traditionally when you're just renting a car through yep. Hertz or whoever it may be they just have a fleet of vehicles. Yep. And so you're kind of limited to their fleet. But what is the most ideal vehicle? You know, if someone is like, hey, like you can choose anything on the lot, you know, at, at Hertz, what is it? Yeah, for me, I'm going to want an SUV. Yeah. If I, if they were, but they cost more. Yes. So if they're not going to charge, because even, yeah. even when the girl was like, what about a Camry? Even though I didn't want a Prius, my first question was, is this going to change the price? Right. Because when I say literally anything else, I don't mean I'm going to pay more. No. So I will drive that Prius out of here if if that is what I'm getting. What's the best vehicle you've ever received from you know like okay a, you know yeah. in, in terms of probably a uh, I mean that Camry was nice but it's a car and, and every time I got out of it I would go because yeah. it was so low to the ground and I right. thought man I'm old yeah but uh, probably a Chevrolet Traverse oh I got yeah. that from Enterprise once and it drove really well it was a, not a big SUV. Uh, but had plenty of room, was all-wheel drive, so it could, you know, take care of the elements if you ran into some bad elements. Um, so probably from a traditional rental company, that's been my my best. Now, from Turo, the best thing I've ever was that brand-new yeah. Chevrolet Tahoe that was just amazing. Carrie, this has been truly 10 years ago, uh, at least, maybe even longer than that. Uh, I spoke at a conference uh, in California, San Diego. Carrie went with me. Um, I, I requested a bit of an upgrade, but sure. like, wasn't like, and I'm not spending crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they like gave me like, you know, two, two levels up higher for, for one level yeah. or three levels up for one level. I mean, I can't remember, but I received a Mustang convertible. Oh, which is great. In with California. Carrie in yeah. California. Yeah. Like, this is a lot of fun. The wind blowing through your yeah. hair. And then I kind of, after like two or three days was like, I'm a truck man. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a truck man. Yeah. When the yeah. thing about the, uh, the cars is, is again, they're just so low to the ground. Uh, that Camry this weekend had 2,200 miles on it. I mean, that thing was oh, brand spanking new, uh, drove really well, great gas mileage, but it was just low, low to the ground. Felt a little bit different than the church van that you drove. Yeah. Yeah. Bit. And you can't rent those. <laughs> For whatever was, reason, they're not ask, available. Twenty-year-old church vans are not available. Your van on on, churro, on Turo. Uh, I want to keep not. wanting to keep calling it Churro. Churro, but it's, not, it's not. I do yeah. enjoy a good Churro. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not. I'm not letting anybody drive that. No. I mean, uh, I think they would have too much fun, and that would bother me. And what if they got too rough with it? And, right. And then you know. And what if they ended up at a Weigel's and they were decided? Yeah. They had an ish, engine issue. Yeah, and, and they needed to replace gonna, it. Yeah, and, I mean, all of those things. No. They don't get to enjoy Here's that. The, I spoke at an event last week in rural Tennessee, and I told them about driving a church van. And as I'm leaving, I'm getting in the van because I drove it. Of course. And there were people outside, and they went, you really do drive that. And I, I went, yeah. what? You think I just made that up? Yes. Yeah. This is my daily driver. Drive it everywhere. I hope that they, like, stood in attention yeah. and saluted you. I you revved the out. engine up as I left. <laughs> Come on. Burned the wheels. Come on. All of y'all can fit. Let's go. <laughs>
Hey, friends, we're going to talk Easter next, next week. Easter week. Yeah, yeah. I hope you'll join us. We'll see you then.